Welcome to Spookified. My name is Ryan Ray, and I'm here with my lovely wife, Christine. Hey. Hey, what's up, Christine? Hey, not much. So, we're going to talk a little bit about some ghost stories while drinking some beer. And tonight, we are drinking... What are we drinking tonight? Legendary Pumpkin from Mm. Southern Tier. It's our favorite. Yeah, I feel like it's a good inaugural beer to start the podcast with. Yeah, because it's spooky season and all. It is spooky season and all. And we are talking about none other than Hilton Head Island, which is not so well known for their ghost stories, but we'd like to bring a little bit of them to light. That's right. We are. Because there's quite a few there that we recently discovered and we were like, wow, these need to be more well known. Mm -hmm. So what better than to start off by this little known podcast? That's right. (laughs) (laughs) This little known podcast. To enlighten this. Bringing up some little known ghost stories. Little known ghost stories. (laughs) All right. Well, anyway, let's get started with it if you're ready. I'm ready. All right. So today we are discussing some of the local haunts of one of our favorite vacation spots. Hilton Head Island has quite a storied past, starting with the Yamasee Indians tribe to plantation owners who use enslaved Africans to work their fields to the tourist destination that Hilton Head is today. We have visited the island so many times. I mean, like we go almost every Every year. year. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're some rich people, but we're really not. (laughs) No. <laughs> <laughs> we stay at like the slums of the slums, but it's fun. Um, yeah, I mean, we've visited so many times. In our most recent trip, we decided to visit some of the most haunted spots on the island, which was pretty cool. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it was something we haven't was, really done before. Yeah, it was yeah. interesting. Um, so today we're going to discuss three of the most well-known ghost stories in the area. Um, two on actual Hilton Head Island. Mm-hmm. And one on Defusky Island, which is a pretty cool name to say. Yeah. Defusky. Unfortunately, we didn't get to visit that one. Yeah, we didn't get to visit that, but... Uh, maybe next year. Yeah, maybe next year we'll go check it out. But, uh, yeah, it's a neighboring island, but it's only accessible by boat. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And it's pretty, like, isolated, so you can't even, like, drive a car there at all. Mm-mm. Right? It's just horse and buggy and I golf think carts. You can you can drive cars on the island, but... It's hard to get your car over there. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. It's not like Mackinac. No, Mackinac is like forbidden. Forbidden. You cannot uh, have cars. Okay. 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 Only emergency vehicles, I think. Only emergency. Yeah, because we saw that one, like, <laughs> we saw the Emily. <laughs> yeah, we did. The ambulance on there. We're like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, we're like, what is this doing here? Who do they think this they are? <laughs> <laughs> Saving people and stuff? Saving people and stuff? I don't know. About That's not allowed. <laughs> Okay, but all right, so uh, I guess you're ready. Let's get you started on uh, the local haunts of Hilton Head Island. Yeah, so the first one we actually got to visit on this trip, and it's called the Stony Baynard Ruins, and it's a historic plantation surrounding two prominent families on Hilton Head Island between the years of 1793 and 1861. That's a long time. That was a long time. Originally, it was called the Braddock Point Plantation, and the ruins are located in an area known as Sea Pines today. So if you want to go visit it, you just check out Sea Pines. Yeah, we checked out Sea Pines for sure. <laughs> we did. We went there. And it was a fucking maze. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
really Why? hard to find your way around there, but it's actually not so bad. We're just pretty shit with directions. And you have to pay to get in. Yeah, you do have to pay to get so in. Just but keep it's that like in mind. it's like nine bucks for the day. Yeah. It's not too bad. Yeah, I'm just trying to spend the day there to make it worth your nine dollars. Yeah. <laughs> they got a good restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, Crazy there's crab. lots of restaurants. Wait, is Salty Dog there too? Salty Dog is there, and that's like a Hilton Head yeah. staple. So. Yeah, it's a Hilton Head staple. But go. we didn't go there this time. We went no, to Crazy we've Crab. Been, we've been there before. Yeah. All right. Anyways, so with this Baynard Ruins, or also known as Braddock Point Plantation, um, a man named John Stoney, who was also known as Captain Jack, came to America with his wife, Elizabeth, from Ireland in the year 1774. So long ago. Captain Jack was a Revolutionary War hero working as a privateer on his merchant vessel called the Saucy Jack. What the fuck mm. is a privateer? So I knew you were going to ask me this one. I hate you for asking me this right now. <laughs> Basically, he just like worked on, he was on the ocean and he manned the seas. So he like fought on the seas. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think. Don't quote me on that, everybody. All right. Anyways. But I like the name, Saucy Jack. <laughs> right? That was pretty made cool. Made a pretty good Captain C. Saucy yeah, Sauce. he had a good name for his boat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, it was his work as a privateer during Which the we war, all know what that is now. Kind of. <laughs> that afforded him the ability to purchase the Braddock Point Plantation. Wait. Was, so all you're telling me is that I need to become a privateer <laughs> and then I can afford a plantation? Yeah. During a war. Though. During a war. Okay. Is there a war going on right now? Is there? There's always In the Americas? Oh, no. Well. Wow. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not a revolutionary war, but... Not a revolutionary war. <laughs> I mean, a war on drugs. Uh, There's always a war on There's drugs. always a war on drugs. <laughs> so, this man, Captain Jack, or also known as John Stoney, built a mansion on the plantation. And this mansion would become his family's residence. And it was constructed in the year 1793 with the help of slave laborers. Despite Autistic. despite being only 1840 square feet, you heard that correctly, 1,840 square feet, which is like just slightly bigger than our current size of our bungalow that we live in. The mansion, they're calling it, appeared much larger with the addition of what they believe to be two porches, a front porch and a second wraparound porch. The foundation was set in tabby stone, which, if you're wondering what Tabby Stone is, I do have an explanation of that. I was just about to ask, what is Tabby Stone? <laughs> I have a, a dis- pre- precise answer for that. It's a mixture of oyster shells. Oyster shells. Oyster shells. Oyster shells. Oyster shells. Oyster shells, water, and lime, which mm. was uncharacteristic of homes on the island at the time. So that was like kind of fancy. So this Captain Jack, or John Stoney, died in 1821 during a hunting accident. He was originally buried where he died. So he built this house and then he just died. (laughs) Man, I can relate. (laughs) And he was originally buried where he died, but his body was later reburied at Zion Cemetery. As one is. In 1959, Mm -hmm. so like many, many years later. (laughs) It's kind of weird. Anyways, upon his death, 
um, Braddock Point Plantation was inherited by his two sons, James and John Stoney. His other son was also named John Stoney. So not, not to be confused with his father, Captain Jack. Saucy right. Jack. No, he was not called Saucy Jack. I'll later explain that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> don't don't confuse any well, more than they're already confused. Okay, that's fine. All right, so the brothers managed Braddock Point Plantation as well as four other properties on the island, and at one point they were the largest landowners on the island. John managed the finances of their properties from afar in Charleston, but James stayed on the island to oversee the day-to-day happenings. The brothers stayed on as property owners of Braddock Point until 1840, and there are two stories of how the plantation fell under the ownership of a man named William Baynard, so hence Stoney Baynard. Um, the more interesting of the two stories is one in which Captain Jack's son, James, also known as Saucy Jack. What? <laughs> yeah. He's Saucy Jack. I don't know why. He got oh, the name man. of the boat as well. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, he so this, his son James bet the plantation during a poker game with William Baynard and lost. So maybe it was that I don't know. But the more likely story is that William Baynard acquired the plantation from the bank after the Stony Brothers died. Saucy Boring. Jack. <laughs> so we're gonna say that Saucy Jack was a little saucy <laughs> <laughs> and bet his entire plantation saucy. and lost it. <laughs> so saucy. So William Baynard uh, came to Hilton Head from, I don't know if I'm saying this right, Ed- Edisto. If you're from South Carolina, I'm so sorry for butchering the name of that town. Um, yeah. it sounds right to me. <laughs> and similar to Captain Jack, uh, William Baynard also owned other properties on Hilton Head Island and decided to make Braddock Point Plantation his permanent residence. The fact that both of these men called Braddock Point Plantation home was very rare during those days because the island was seen as uninhabitable due to its coastal environment, surrounded by cholera-ridden waters and fears of diseases like typhoid fever and malaria. So not a hop in place in those days. Sounds pretty pretty lame. Yeah. Not like it is today. Not going to lie. Today... Not so bad. No, you should Back definitely then, visit. Typhoid fever. Mm-hmm. It's not uh, typhoid fever ridden and <laughs> malaria ridden. Came back unscathed. <laughs> so far, I don't know. So it's far. only been a couple of days. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. So after acquiring the plantation, William Baynard married a woman named Catherine. And during their time as plantation owners, they liked to host lavish parties. But after one party in particular, Catherine fell ill and died. It is believed that she died from dehydration and fever and was also buried in Zion Cemetery, um, where Captain Jack was buried later. Um, she died just one year after their marriage, after her marriage to William Baynard. And three years prior to his death, Baynard built a mausoleum in Zion Cemetery, which is the oldest intact structure on the island. Some speculate that he built a large mausoleum to accommodate his, quote, most prized worldly possessions so he could take them to the afterlife to share with his beautiful bride. That's so sweet. It was very sad when his little, his bride died. So, so sweet. So soon after their marriage. Yeah. That, Can you imagine if I died that soon? Yeah, that'd be quite unfortunate. What would you construct in this modern age? I would probably have already taken out a life insurance policy. <laughs> Smart. Yeah. And constructed, I don't know, something not so 
I mean, that's not something that I feel like you would really want. I probably would just give you a little like pebble <laughs> that would say, you know, <laughs> your lies, Christine Hayes slash Ray. Mm, yeah. You know, and that that'd probably be it. And then I'd take the money and, you know. Well, that's sweet. Yeah. Yeah. That's very sweet. Yeah, you're welcome. I mean. <laughs> a pebble in my honor. A pebble in your honor. <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah. Thanks. 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 I love you. <laughs> love you too. <laughs> a pebble's worth. <laughs> oh my golly. <laughs> so anyways, this William guy, he died. In uh, 1849, and uh, William's son, Ephraim, what a cute name, inherited his father's properties until 1861 when the Union Army occupied the island and the mansion was used as soldiers' quarters until it was speculated to be burned down by Confederate soldiers sometime after 1864. Those damn Confederates. I know. Burn shit down. Heathens. (laughs) Today... If you want to visit, only the tabby foundation in a corner wall, I'm sorry, a corner wall and the foundations of several outbuildings believed to be slave quarters remain. The ruins, again, like I said earlier, are located in Sea Pines if you want to visit. And then um, we already discussed this, but for a small fee, you can enter and hike through the haunting forest, which really wasn't that haunting. They were like building new no. houses across the street. Yeah, they were like <laughs> building a freaking house like right across the way, which is like, it was a really dope house. Yeah, I was one. like, can we buy that? Yeah, I was like, I mean, no, we couldn't, but <laughs> <laughs> not at all. But it was pretty awesome. But yeah, I mean, I would like to go back there at, like, night. Yeah. Yeah, because I bet it's a lot more creepy. And then when we saw, like, the slave, like, quarters, like, border outline, the tabby foundation outline of that, that was kind of, like, humbling because you're just like, holy crap. That's, like, that's like that nothing. size, yeah. yeah. And you're like, well, good. Fuck this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> good riddance. Good riddance. I don't need you. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, it was, pretty, it was pretty wild. And then there's actually, like, two different slave quarter tabby foundations right yeah there was also what they thought was the kitchen yeah the kitchen and like the chimney remained yeah but then they said that the union soldiers destroyed it and built another kitchen nearby which is so dumb i mean it makes the most sense <laughs> to move the entire right, thing to I, don't know. And then... <laughs> I don't know but whatever you know they had their they had their reasons yes. but anyways it, it was it was pretty humbling to see that stuff yeah and then you saw the actual foundation of the mansion quote unquote mm-hmm. and that you're like big old mansion yeah i mean the house that they were building right across the street was more of a mansion than <laughs> that place ever was definitely um but yeah so if you dare to visit the best time like ryan said is probably to visit at dusk um, and many report seeing the ghost of william baynard walking around his once profitable and bustling cotton plantation because i do believe they grew cotton there. Um, there are also reports of seeing his funeral procession passing by the ruins at night. And if you wander about nine miles north to Zion Cemetery, you may also see the ghost of William Baynard wandering by his mausoleum as he searches for his beloved wife, Catherine. We did not get a chance to go to Zion Cemetery, but... That would have been interesting as well. 
Yeah, that would have been cool, but you know, having a little one with us changes a lot of what we can do now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was it was still pretty cool to to see that. that was, yeah, that was pretty exciting. It's nice that the island preserved it, even though it's like they call it the ruins because it is basically nothing there anymore. But it literally, I mean, they literally are ruins. Yeah. <laughs> they really, I mean, it's like they're not lying when they call they're that. They're not lying. They're not lying. <laughs> so it's nice that they preserved it, and you can. It's in like the National Register of Registrar. How do you say that word? Uh, of historic places. Yeah, I think I think you nailed it. All right. Well, next story. Next story. I feel like we can only move on to one of the more, I guess. Famous haunts? Yeah, I think this is the most well-known. Most well-known haunts? Um, yeah, so this is the legend of the Blue Lady. Mm. Mm-hmm. Why are women always, like, characterized as what they're wearing? You know what I mean? Because you guys care so much about that. Because we care what we're wearing. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you never hear, like, the legend of the fucking bum in the blue overalls. <laughs> Yeah. You're no. just like, this is some fucking weirdo. The blue lady. The lady the in lady. white. Because they're so elegant. And yeah. The more elegant when you die, the more creepy. What's that movie with Harry Potter and Daniel Radcliffe? And it's like the woman in black? The woman in black. Yeah. See, they're always yeah. in like black or white. Yeah. I mean, that was pretty freaky. Yeah, that was scary. Now imagine if it was the dude in the brown <laughs> suit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our story goes all the way back, all the way back to 1898. It's a long time. Yeah, in 1898, a major hurricane hit Hilton Head Island. I mean, it was like a really bad, really bad storm. Like, wow. Really, 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 really bad. Yeah, like, it wasn't it, named because they weren't, I don't think they were named in storms back then, but if it would have been, it would have been like... The really bad. It would have been the really bad storm. <laughs> it would have been the blue lady storm. <laughs> it's now called. It would have been like, you know, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Karen. Hurricane so Karen. sorry for everyone named Karen. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was a really bad, uh, really bad storm that hit, you know, the low country. The low country. <laughs> but yeah, they're, they're estimating that it actually killed probably close to, or if not, over a thousand people just in that area alone. Wow. There's no way to know because people are shit at keeping records. They didn't then. know. Yeah. They didn't keep Probably anything. didn't know there was that many people around there. <laughs> right. Who was yeah. keeping track? I mean, I mean, we don't know. It's impossible <laughs> to know. <laughs> we don't know. They don't know. They don't know. We don't they know. don't know. We I don't mean, know. It could have been 30 million people, but we don't know. They don't know. We're relying on them? We're just relying. It's at least a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's at least a thousand. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, during the storm, a lighthouse keeper uh, named Adam Fripp uh, remained in the lighthouse to help ships that were still traveling, trying to get to shore. Um, And at some point during everything that was going on, he suffered a major heart attack and was unable to continue his duties. And during this, uh, this heart attack, he fell to the ground and his daughter, uh, Caroline Fripp, she saw him and she's like, whoa, dad, what's going on here? Oh my gosh. He's like, I'm having a heart attack. <laughs> 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 well, anyways, so 
he uh, he dropped to the floor, and Caroline took her uh, took her father to the nearby house where he later on his deathbed asked her to keep the light burning throughout the storm. Hmm. So Caroline, being a good daughter, obliged and returned to the yeah. lighthouse to keep the lighthouse operating. Smart. Now, this is another thing that I was like pretty upset that we didn't get to check out because yeah. we'll get to it in a little bit, but it's kind of hard to get to. Um, but <laughs> if you look at the pictures of this stuff, they have a little like little cottage. That's actually where they keep where they used to keep all the uh, the oil for the lanterns. Mm. And to get to this thing, you have to go up and down the lighthouse to get more oil to keep the lantern lit. Oh. Yeah. So poor Caroline. Poor and Caroline. you can like imagine this Adam dude having a heart attack because like it's middle of like one of the worst hurricanes ever probably to hit the island in human history. Wow. And this guy's like running up and down this lighthouse. He can't do it. Trying to keep the thing. He's got chest pains. Up and running. Yeah. So Caroline, being the good daughter, said, you know, I'm going to keep this going, right? Yeah. So she obliged, and she's been said to go pace back and forth, you know, between the lighthouse and the keeper's house for several days wearing the same blue dress to hunt out for deceased father. Oh, the blue dress. Yeah, yeah. That's where the blue dress comes in. So she was reported to have been wearing that the night of. And the days after... She just couldn't have time to change. She have time to change. I mean, she's just going up and down, up and down, up and down. As far as she didn't have chest pains. I know. (laughs) So, I mean, there there are conflicting stories on what happened to Caroline afterwards, but some say she died of shock a few few years after her father's untimely death, while others say she went on to go live a long life um, and continued to keep the lighthouse lit as her father requested to warn oncoming ships during stormy nights. But uh, some say that when she did die, she was buried in the same blue dress oh, that she God, was this in. dress. Does she not own any other clothes? This poor woman. I know, this poor lady. I know. <sighs> Feel for her. But uh, <laughs> what was really cool that was that in, the, in 1960, uh, so they started to kind of build up Hill and Head Island a little bit more. Yeah. And they were building this new area called Arbor Town. Which is actually where we were. We did visit that. And that's where we went to go visit. But uh, they used some of the materials from the Leamington Lighthouse, which is the lighthouse that Carolyn and her father were working that stormy week in 1898. Yeah. And uh, they used some of the materials from the lighthouse keeper's cottage for the construction of the harbor town and this little restaurant called CQ's, which... We have to go check out some. Yeah, dang, there's so much to do. I know there's so much to do there. You need to go. But uh, (laughs) what's kind of cool is people have reported seeing a ghostly apparition of a woman in blue at these locations. Wait, which ones? The lighthouse. Yeah, and during and during. Yeah, both. Yeah, people have reported seeing her pacing up and down, back and forth, at the lighthouse, to this day, which is like weirdly enough, like located. In the middle of a golf course? Yeah. That's why I didn't know how to visit it. Because I think it's gated, first of all, like most things there are. And then right. how do we get to the golf course without golfing? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was like, yeah, it's. But they definitely paid homage to it because there was like a little town, like a little subdivision called Leamington 
we drove by numerous times. Like, yeah. I how to get back there. <laughs> See this blue lady wandering. Right, right. Aimlessly. This poor woman. And she just rest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was pretty, pretty, pretty sad. But it's actually a pretty cool story, though. I mean, she yeah, was able she's to. She's a good daughter. Yeah. She was able to, uh, you know, continue the operational lighthouse until mm-hmm. the storm ended. But uh, I did a little bit of research, too, and there's apparently a tombstone for her, but it's, like, really worn, and you can't really make out the dates because there's a little, like, bit of conflicting, you know, as I said earlier, stories of when she actually died. So it's really hard to kind of tell on the tombstone. So it'd be kind of cool to, like, get that kind of, like, clean Where and is she? Where is the tombstone? Uh, I didn't say... I mean, I, maybe it's in Zion Cemetery. It could be in Zion Cemetery. The Baynards and the Stonies. Yeah. And the Mausoleum. In the Mausoleum. Maybe she paces around there too. She's just wandering all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so the lighthouse, in case any of you are wondering, um, it was one of the island's only functioning lighthouses at the time. And it was built. Um, by Union troops. It started, it started to be built by Union troops in 1863 and was completed in 1880 and then first lit in 1881. And it actually stands on a golf course, the Arthur Hills Golf Course, present day, at the Palmetto Dunes Resort. Um, it was 112 uh, steps up to the top, and it was actually decommissioned in 1932. But like... The Stony Baynard place, mm-hmm. it is on the National Register of Historic Places. Oh, mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty cool. Yeah, I kind of wish we would have got to that place, but it's, it's kind of hard to get to unless you're an avid golfer. Yeah, which yeah. I am not. Yeah. But if you are, it's located between the 15th and 5th holes of the Arthur Mills oh. Golf Course. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. Excuse me. Ooh. Oh, that Let it out. Pumpkin, that baby. It's just so good. If any of you have a good pumpkin beer out there and you want to hit us up. Yes, please. I mean, we're like, this is our favorite time of year, probably for beer. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, fall time, pumpkin beers, Oktoberfests. I mean, that's... The reason why I probably gain like 10 pounds every fall. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The beer is so good in the fall. The beer is so good in the fall. It's the best beer season. For sure. Well, that was interesting. The blue lady. The blue lady. The most famous ghost. Yeah. I mean. On the island. On the island. Not in general. (laughs) 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 Of all time. aimlessly wandering <laughs> blue lady <laughs> she can find her in your neighborhood maybe <laughs> yeah i mean don't you know <laughs> check under your bed <laughs> for the blue lady of hilton head island oh man so let's go on to the next story which will probably be our final story yeah it is yeah. a final. There's not that many hauntings on this island. Well, we already talked about the two that are most known on the island itself. And then this last one is on the neighboring island uh, called Defusky Island that is only accessible by a ferry ride. It's about a one-hour ferry ride. Yeah, Defusky. Defusky. We had to look up how to pronounce it. So. <laughs> yeah. Spelled kind of crazy. 
but it's the Hague Point Lighthouse. A lot of lighthouses are haunted. Hague Point. Hague Point. Yeah, I mean, they're all they're all haunted. Yeah, they have a lot of history, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's why. Oh, oh, for sure. And they're so high up. It's like <laughs> tragedy is bound to happen. Yeah, I mean, you know, the higher you go, the more likely there's probably going to be a ghost. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Castles. Oh, yeah. Up, up, up. Up, 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 up. <laughs> Ghosts. All right, so the Hague Point Lighthouse. It's just about a one-hour ferry ride from Hilton Head. It's a, a one-hour ferry ride? That's what I saw online. I was like looking at the tickets. At first, one said eight minutes, and I was like, okay. And then one said one hour. So it's either <laughs> eight minutes or one hour. But when I looked up the actual ferry, it said one hour. I guess it depends on the speed of the boat. I, I don't know. Is it like... Maybe if you take your own boat, you can there get there like, in eight minutes. Is there like two fucking guys paddling? <laughs> have to call and ask the ferry service people <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah that's why we didn't do it we didn't have an hour to spare <laughs> yeah all right so yeah so it's a little ferry ride over to defusky and the lighthouse is 148 years old and it is home to a legendary ghost named maggie so maggie was the daughter of the first lighthouse keeper's uh, Patrick and his wife Bridget Comer. So there are several stories of folklore surrounding the ghost of Maggie when it comes to what happened to her and why her ghost remains a friendly yet haunting presence at the lighthouse. So yeah, they say she's friendly. So I don't that's know. good. Yeah, that's nice. My favorite story that I came across is one of a long-lost love. Oh, the love story. The tragic love story that results in a friendly haunting. So in this version, Maggie captures the attention of a Navy gentleman from Michigan. I like this guy already. Yeah? Yeah. You're not a Michigander, though, are you? No, but I'm a Michigan fan. You're a Michigan fan. (laughs) That rhymes. I like it. So this man, this Navy gentleman from Michigan, he comes to the lighthouse to fix the metal lighting on the building. And legend says the man kept a diary. And in it, he states, quote, he had the privilege of seeing one of the sweetest faces he'd ever seen. Talking about Maggie. (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe Patrick. I don't know. <laughs> Patrick Comer. So yeah, this guy. <laughs> so sweet. <laughs> so sweet. The sweetest face. So apparently during his Christmas time visit, I don't know, Christmas just warms the heart more. Mm-hmm. Uh, this Michigan man wrote in his diary expressing how much he loved Maggie, but then later stated something happened between him and her, and he could no longer return to the island. So it was an abrupt... <laughs> Yeah, Patrick. (laughs) Patrick's got in the way. So heartbroken, uh, Maggie's ghost remains at the lighthouse waiting for her love to return. Mm. So years later, when another man named Bass, that's all I could find on his name. I don't don't know why, but whatever. (laughs) He started working on the restoration of the lighthouse, and he describes the haunting events that happened during his time there over a nine-month period. 
He describes reading a passage from the diary of the man from Michigan allowed in the house and seeing Maggie enter the body of a female worker to speak through her. As Maggie spoke through the female worker, she described her feelings toward the Michigan man and stated things the female worker would have never known. Only Mm. Maggie would have known. So that was his proof, I guess. That's pretty wild. Also, I don't know how he found this diary. (laughs) And why there's not, like, more information about what's inside of it. Right. Like, why can't we get word-for-word readings or excerpts? Excerpts. Excerpts. That's way too convenient. I don't know. I don't know. So, yeah. Apparently, Maggie was just possessing people (laughs) in front of this (laughs) man named Bess. So Maggie would later, again, show herself to Bass when he and his crew began working on the tower in the building. According to Bass, several workers were injured while working in the tower and refused to continue work in that area. One man fell and broke his back, and the other, 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 and the (laughs) other suffered a broken (laughs) arm (laughs) after a two-by-four fell on him. Ouch. I mean, well... Two by four. Okay. I don't know. Is that is that heavy? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Either. I mean, it doesn't seem that bad. No. Just snapped his arm in half. Apparently. <laughs> very brutal man. <laughs> Unless it fell from like high up. Very high up. Maybe. So residents of the island have um, reported seeing something in the window of the tower at night, presumably the ghost of Maggie. So I guess she likes to haunt that place. I don't know. Another popular tale about the ghost of Maggie is one surrounding her untimely death. According to this legend, an earthquake strikes Charleston, and it is so massive that it sends shockwaves all the way to Defusky Island, damaging the lighthouse and causing rising floods. The rising floodwaters led to an uptick in mosquitoes, and poor little Maggie is bitten resulting in a malaria infection and later her death. Her father is so devastated by her death, he becomes bedridden for the next five years. I'm assuming his wife, Bridget, is taking care of the lighthouse during this time, but she's not getting any credit. No. Of course she wouldn't. (laughs) No, but what kind of dress was she wearing? Doesn't say. Apparently, Bridget was fine. She didn't haunt the place. Yeah. She just worked and then died. She <laughs> was a chill lady. Pretty chill. <laughs> Probably wore a green dress. Green. They were like, green's not a nice color. <laughs> we're not going to say lady. she haunts anything. Lady in green. <laughs> the lady in green. Doesn't have the same effect. No. No. <laughs> so, he was bedridden for five years, and then he dies in his bed in the second-story bedroom of the lighthouse. So visitors to the lighthouse have mentioned the smell of honeysuckle. I don't know why that's significant. Maybe he liked honeysuckle while he was dying in his bed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Honeysuckle. (laughs) (laughs) He smelled so bad. And they also (laughs) reported one of the rocking chairs on the front porch moving on its own. Oh, yeah. Just one, though. So that can be... It's not because of the wind. Because yeah, because oh. if there's many rocking chairs, but one is moving, yeah. then that's more... That's a haunting. That's a haunting. For sure. I think so. Although these stories of Maggie have gained a lot of attention over the years, the real story 
that I came across anyways, is that Patrick and his wife, Bridget Comer, were assigned to the lighthouse and moved in with their two daughters, Mary Ellen and Maggie. Mary Ellen would marry a man named Captain Walter John Thompson. And WJT for short. Ooh, I like that. And Mary Ellen and her Captain husband would move to Savannah. And they would go on to have five children, three of whom would live into adulthood. Golly. I know. So sad. Yeah. Maggie would stay behind and live in the lighthouse with her father even after her mother passed. So now the mother supposedly dies before the father does. I don't know. (laughs) Who knows? She's the man in the lighthouse in her green dress. (laughs) (laughs) And then later when Mary Ellen passes away, her sister, Maggie would marry her widowed husband, Captain Thompson. That's odd. That is odd. And then raise her sister's three surviving children in Savannah. So maybe Maggie just had a fondness for that lighthouse and just goes back to visit it. Yeah, that's... I don't know. Uh, I but so. you can stay. You can stay in that lighthouse. You can? Mm-hmm. Oh. You can stay in that bedroom that the father died in. No way. Yeah, in the second oh. story bedroom. Are we doing that? <laughs> I don't know. $200 a night. It's not cheap. Well, yeah, I guess it's not bad. How long do you have to stay for, though? I don't know. Like, minimum number of nights? Probably. Do it, like, one night? Halloween night? Ooh. Ooh. Stay in there Halloween night. Yeah, that's true. Night before. (laughs) (laughs) The night before. Halloween Eve. Halloween Eve. Maybe. There's not a lot to do on Defusky. You can just, like, ride horses and shuck oysters. Yeah, but that honestly sounds pretty awesome. And then you can take a one-hour ferry ride over to Hilton. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. rent a car because you won't have a car. <laughs> yeah. You just take that one-hour ferry ride <laughs> with two guys just freaking paddling, paddling away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Maybe. Well, that was an awesome story. I liked it. Yeah. I, liked, I liked all the stories. All the stories of Hilton Head Island. Yeah, so that kind of wraps up our, uh, our little bit of history and a little bit of haunts of uh, Hilton Head Island. Um, hope you enjoyed it, whomever's listening. And uh, yeah, if there's, you know, uh, someplace else that you guys would like to suggest for us to cover, just let us know. Um, you can uh, email us at spookifiedpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we'd like to, you know, get some of your uh, other stories, too, um, and eventually play them one day on the podcast, you know. Um, we'd like to do, I'd like to do that. I'd like to do some, like, listener stories. I think that'd that be pretty be cool. cool. Yeah. We also don't have an Instagram yet, so oh, that'll be yeah, soon. That's coming. We'll be on the gram there's, there's a lot of There's a lot of moving parts. A lot of moving parts. A lot of moving parts. A lot of moving, moving parts here. But, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if you guys uh, have any other suggestions, uh, you know, figured Hilton Head Island was kind of like an obscure, kind of not too well known. Yeah, more known for its tourist yeah, destination, but, uh, but not its. Yeah, recently haunted. we came across some of these stories and we're like, oh, that'd be kind of cool to talk about in a podcast. And yeah, and so that's what we did. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for listening and uh, bye.